February 23rd, welcome back to Edgework. I'm Zach Phillips, closing out the week here with So Money, and as well as Alex B. Smith. We got three games on the NHL schedule here tonight. We'll break down all three of the games, give out best bets if we've got them, look ahead to the weekend, as well as look around the NHL at some storylines going on right now and see how these gentlemen are feeling about their teams. But before we can get into all of that, I want to remind people that today's show, as always, is sponsored by BetStamp. The easiest way to improve as a sports better is by using multiple sports books and always getting the best odds. We recommend using an odds comparison tool like BetStamp to help you do so. BetSam compares odds across every sports book, whether it's for games, futures, or player props. You can save time and money by checking BetSam before you bet. Make sure to download the app today. It is available on iOS, Android, as well as on the web. And if you are looking to sign up for new sportsbook accounts, please check out the offers available at betstamp.app slash edgework. That's betstamp dot app slash edgework if you sign up through this link it does help support the show it is available in the description whether that's on youtube or podcast form as we know we do have plenty of podcast listeners so for those of you out there who are looking betstamp.app slash edgework type that in your search bar or click the link it does help support us here but gentlemen this might potentially be the worst week in Edgework history. If you look at our record from Monday through Friday here, I mean, Friday obviously has not yet concluded, but Monday through Thursday of our picks, it's not like we have been in some colossal downfall where we're losing every single night by crazy amounts. But, you know, three and four nights, two and three nights, whatever it is, it's just been a little bit of a losing week for us here and another one there last night. Three and four yesterday, slight loss on the night. That'll bring us to 254, 255, and five on the season. That's 515 bets. And now sitting only at a far 5% ROI relative to where we were, closer up to 7% to start this week off, up now 25.9 units on this season. So, Money, what do you make of uh, this week that we've had here? Is this just bad variance? Uh, is this uh, some of the NHL teams that we need to adjust to and how they're playing coming back from All-Star break as we head into, into the trade deadline? What's going on here on the show, and how do we turn this around? Well, I mean, I can only speak on my process, right? And, like, and like mm -hmm. the, and like the I've got no pro problem with, with, with the process right now. I think that it's, um, there's a lot of bad luck. You can point to the Devils game yesterday as a as a bad play i don't think they played bad but i mean they they, they are what they are right you're either going to get they they will be able to push play in most of their games and you're either going to get average goaltending which is going to be enough for them to win or you're going to get below nhl level goaltending and you should know that going into the game with the with the with, with the devil so i mean you look at their game score and I don't think they played bad. I thought that Igor was outstanding in the game. And um, that's just the way it is, right? Like, maybe in hindsight, um, it probably should not have been a like a full regular play on the Devils just because we know who they are. And, like, you got to you gotta adjust just like it wasn't a um, a full play on the, on the Vegas under just because we know what they're doing at this point of the season, right? So, I mean, it's those kind of little points. It's not, it's not so much the, it's not so much the play itself, um, mm -hmm. but, but sometimes you just got to be prepared to like, know, know who you're dealing with at this point of the season. And we know who the devils are. Right. 
Well, Alex, I mean, we talk about on this show, we're having a little bit of a tougher week as a collective here as a group. But I mean, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I saw you hit home on plus 490 winner the other day. I believe it was awesome. Matthews two plus against the Arizona Coyotes. How's your week been going? And what what went into you picking that uh, having giving out that pick the other day? Yeah, well, I feel kind of bad. I mean, it sucks. Uh, obviously, we want the whole group to do well throughout the week. But this has kind of been one of my best weeks of the entire regular season. Um, as you mentioned, I hit plus 490 with Austin Matthews scoring two goals. And here's the process, right? Everybody was looking for Austin Matthews to get a goal, period, so he can get to 50. Well, the other thing was that if he needed he get two goals to get to 350 in his career. So I figured two goals as opposed to everybody jumping all the way across and going 20 to 1 for a hat trick or laying a dollar 35 for him to just get one goal. I just figured that's the sweet spot right in the middle at plus 490. Uh, a lucky bounce off of his neck and off of another Coyotes player ended up getting that second goal uh, after an absolute beauty of a snipe for that first goal that he had to get to 50. So uh, it, it just kind of worked out that way. And, and just now it's a bit of a lucky break, obviously, when you're looking at two goals. That's something you just don't don't hit every day. But I've been hitting a few more goal score props of late. Uh, draw season has been in full effect. We've cashed a, a bunch of those. You got a team like Boston has been on four games past regulation in a row and i hit uh, a couple of those this week so I've, I've had a wonderful week as far as uh betting goes so uh you know it just happens like that sometimes you have these ebbs and flows and i had kind of been struggling a little bit heading in this week but uh this has been a, a more than profitable weekend for, for myself and my clients and viewers of uh you know other programs all right, well, now it's time for us to bring that all together here and uh, close out the week strong. And as much as we talk about some of the negative, how we've had this tougher week here, so money and and Alex, we uh, you know slowly kind of got through this one here to this Friday. Let's turn things around. Let's go positive vibes only, positive spins on everything we touch on throughout the remainder of the day. We're going, we're going positive into this weekend. It's a Friday. There's three games on the NHL schedule tonight. We didn't get screwed with just one game here or no games on a Friday. We got at least three, which is less than optimal, but we got at least three. And let's go out with a bang. Let's go with a couple of winners. So if you are watching right now, you enjoy the show, please hit that like button. Subscribe here to the channel. If you like the thumbnail for today, hit that like button. If you've got recommendations for what you want to see going forward, send them in the chat. Tweet at us. Also, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, our friend who comes in the chat, Peter Panic, who somehow whipped up these incredible t-shirts. It looks like we're going to be trying to find a way to get some of those to us. Joey Kanish even hopping in. Joey Pucks, as some of you may know him as, trying to get some for himself. So uh, appreciate the chat, appreciate the support in the community that we've built. But let's just continue the positive vibes going out here this weekend. And let's start here with the Columbus Blue Jackets Buffalo Sabres game. What a treat of a game here tonight, gentlemen. Positive vibes only. We're not going to complain about this. We've got hockey on our TVs. The Columbus Blue Jackets plus 125 hosting the Sabres here tonight. Buffalo minus 132 and a total of six and a half for this game. Alex, we'll start with you here tonight. What are your thoughts on this game? Do you have any bets here? Do you have any uh, bets on the total? What do you got for us? I do. I like the over uh, in, in this matchup. And you look at the you know the series history, it's been high-scoring affairs for the most part, a lot of back-and-forth action. And these are two teams that more than likely, well, we know Columbus, they, their fate's pretty much sealed. They're going to be a lottery team. Buffalo more than likely is going to find themselves on the outside looking in yet again and uh, missing a postseason. But, you know, he's got, these teams still have some effort and some fight. And like I said, we you know, they don't have much defense. So when you have that and you're only laying between $1.16 to $1.25, 
on the six and a half. I think we can see uh, seven or more goals in this contest. So this should be a fun one. And uh, I like the over here. I'll play it for a half a unit. Half a unit over six and a half. Best price available, minus 116 available across the Canby books there. Uh, we will lock that in. Again, we'll recap all these at the very end. So don't worry about that. And you can find us over in the BetStamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ as well. But uh, so money, uh, we lock in our first play of the day here. We grab a half unit on this over six and a half. What are your thoughts on this game tonight? How do you kind of see that, foresee this one going? And do you have any bets yourself? Well, I'm just glad that there's a game on to watch, right? We're, we're trying to keep it positive. Positive, positive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, um, we, I, I touched on this a couple of days ago. Buffalo is starting to actually tighten up defensively. They're, uh, uh, the, especially the last couple of games, the score doesn't always indicate what's going on in the game, right? And, like, we saw um, even in that Anaheim game that went over on Monday, I believe, um, that was that was a pretty low event game, and like that's that's where that Buffalo is playing right now. They they are starting to tighten it up. I just don't think it's been reflected in the market yet. That being said, um, and I think this is where Alex's handicap comes in too. Um, how can you bet a Columbus under at this point, right? Like they they they're a team that um, as as much as Buffalo wants to tighten it up. Um, Columbus has a lot of fuck it factor with them right now too, right? So like they're just we we saw in that Anaheim game like they're just they're just playing they're just playing pond hockey, right? So like um, it's it's tough to um, even even though I believe that there's an edge in terms of the numbers in the market on the under Columbus is not a team that I want to be betting unders on, right? So for for that reason um, I will pass on this game. Uh, Buffalo laying that laying that price on the road. A, f a few weeks ago, I, I mean, I would have been like, "There's no reason for Buffalo to be laying that number." I I don't even care if it's in if it's in Columbus or like Chicago, anywhere, right? But um, but but Buffalo is actually playing pretty well, right? And so I think that so I think that number is fair. It's really tough at this point of the season for me to get a gauge on a team like Columbus and what kind of mind frame that they're going to come into the game as well. We're, we're at that point of the season where you do need to be careful um, with, with, with teams like, with teams like Columbus. So for that reason, for those reasons, I will be setting this game out. All right. Uh, we'll continue to move on here. We got two more games left on the schedule. So we will jump on over to Alex's Chicago Blackhawks plus 228 here tonight against Winnipeg. Winnipeg minus 260, a total of five and a half. Uh, Alex, we'll let you kind of close this one out. But first, to toss this one over to So Money, uh, just thoughts on this game here tonight. And is there anything from a betting perspective that you might want to jump in on? Yeah. So we've got a five and a half, right? And so. Is this a situation where um, you have a where these two teams warrant a five and a half, right? Winnipeg. If you look at Winnipeg throughout the season as a whole, yes, they do warrant five and a half, right? But if you but if you zoom in a little bit on them, um, they are starting to get leaky defensively, right? So now the question becomes: Is Chicago the type of team that's going to be able to um, that's that that's going to be able to capitalize on that. Usually, I would say no. However, right, um, they do have Bedard back, and um, we are seeing a little tick up on their on their offensive um, chance generation with that. So, yeah, I mean, 
Um, I do think that the five and a half is too low right now for these teams. Um, again, a couple of weeks ago, you showed me a five and a half in this game. I would have been all over the under. I would say that, yes, this is a special situation where where both these teams warrant a five and a half. Tonight, I don't. Um, and also, um, you look at Chicago. Chicago is another team where if you look at them throughout the whole season, um, they would warrant a five and a half. But they've been considerably leaky the last few games, um, more so than they have been throughout the season, right? So um, I think that the way that these two teams are headed defensively, um, I don't think that we should be at a five and a half here. So for that reason, um, I did play the over. Um, I believe you can get plus money still right now, right? Yeah, pretty widely available too. Yeah, so 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 plus money five and a half, um, I would... I would recommend that. All right, there you go. Uh, plus money, five and a half. We're going to grab a plus 104 on that on that bet. Uh, we will lock that one in here. Alex, these are your Chicago Blackhawks. Close yeah. this one out for us on this game. Uh, what are we looking at here tonight, and what are your thoughts? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of uh, intrigued at the fact that so many likes the over five and a half. You mentioned Connor Bedard coming back, and Connor Bedard has done literally all of the heavy lifting since he's returned from his broken jaw injury. So, uh, if you like it over five and a half, you might want to take Bedard over two and a half or over three and a half points because who else on this Blackhawks team is going to find a goal? Is the real question. Um, the under has trended uh, heavily here, two seven and one the last ten meetings. Uh, you've had a Jets team, like I said, that's kind of been up and down with their scoring a little bit, but like I said, le- a little bit leaky defensively. That would be problematic against some other teams, uh, against a team that literally has one player contributing offensively and maybe helping out with a couple of other guys on his on his line. I don't see where the goals come in here. So I don't like under five and a half anyway. I didn't play under five and a half, but I wouldn't be playing over five and a half here either. I would, I would probably be staying away from this total uh, and just looking for some spots in game. These are always tight contests. These two teams, they are rivals. They hit each other a lot. So this is a game for me where I have circled. I'll be looking for maybe the Hawks can, if they do find a way to get a goal early, I just come back and grab Winnipeg at a, a little bit of a smaller adjusted price money line, and they find a way to come back and win. That's exactly how it worked last time. Hawks had a 1-0 lead for about 45 minutes, and all of a sudden, uh, Morazic, after making a ton of saves in a row, end up giving two quick goals up in the third, and they end up losing 2-1. to one. So I can see the same kind of event happening tonight uh, at the United Center. All right, well, final game of the night here. We'll take a look at in Alex's backyard in Minnesota there, the Wild or. With a team from his backyard in Minnesota there, excuse me, uh, the Minnesota Wild traveling to the, to Edmonton to take on the Oilers here tonight. Edmonton minus 177, the Wilds plus 160, and a total of six and a half in, here in this game tonight. Uh, Alex, what are your thoughts on where this Minnesota team is at right now, how they've been playing lately, and the price that they're getting here tonight against the Oilers? Yeah, people, I mean, around town are buzzing. You know, the the, the wind, obviously that crazy 10-7 win against uh, Vancouver, you know, that, that gave some, some life and energy to, to the town. And people think, hey, this team could maybe make a run and grab a wild card spot. Now, I don't know about all of that. They still got some issues and they still got to clear a lot of things. All the teams they needed to lose last night ahead of them in the wild card race got victories. So, and, and regulation victories at that. So, uh, that's going to be a, a tough hurdle for them to climb and now you got to play an Edmonton team we know how hot they've been lately so I like goals here in in this game uh I actually and I usually don't play these too often but I'm looking at it in over two in the first period 
uh, in this contest. You get plus 105. I see a BetMGM and a couple other shops. Uh, you might have to kind of shop around it and look within your book to find that number if it's just one and a half kind of steadily available. But I like over two. I think we can see three or more goals in this. Just kind of looking back at the history here, we've seen uh, three and one to the first period over. And in two of those, we've seen uh, goals – three goals and four goals within the first 20 minute span. So I think we can see a higher scoring game here, especially if Calvin Pickard is starting uh, in Edmonton. So that's something else you want to kind of look for a confirmation on as well. But I think we get goals here, especially early in this contest. All right. Well, the, the over two in the first period there, we'll lock that in. Uh, so money, what are your thoughts on this game tonight uh, and, and where this line is currently sitting at? Yeah, I think, um, I think we're pretty fair here. Um, Oilers should be at this number uh, with the way that they've been playing, and the over being juiced at the six and a half. That's um, that's that's an interesting look for me because Minnesota. So so firstly, you just throw away that ten seven game, right? Like there's there's nothing you can take from it. It just like the way that I like have it on my sheets. Like it just it just doesn't exist, right? Like it, that game never happened, right? So now you you. Now you look at what at, at what Minnesota has been doing. They're, they've actually been, again, the scores don't indicate it. The final scores don't say this. But they've actually been playing pretty well defensively based on um, where they've been earlier in the season and where they're trending right now. The problem is their goaltending has dipped considerably. They're not getting the same caliber goaltending anymore from, from either of their guys, right? So that's the reason why we're seeing the scores being elevated while the while the game scores that I track, they're not um, they 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 show as a team that should not have a six and a half total. That's that's juiced to the over, right? But um, I can't. There's no reason for me to go against the goaltending that they've been getting, right? So like, especially against a team like Edmonton that can that can generate a ton. Um, you're just you're just going against like. I, I, you're just going against what you're seeing, right? So um, for those reasons, I will not be playing this game. Um, I am interested to see how it how how it plays out in terms of how Minnesota, the way that they've been wanting to tighten up defensively, how they can do that against the Oilers. So that's something that I'm looking for. All right, well, there, there you go. That'll do it for the games for tonight. That'll do it for our best bets. Now, uh, gentlemen, I did tell you ahead of time that I was going to ask you a couple of questions. But as I said off the top of the show, we're going to keep things positive. So we're going to spin these in a positive light. And I want to I want to hear from you guys the optimistic outlook on, on these questions here. So, Alex, I'm going to start with you first and foremost. We're getting closer and closer to the trade deadline here. You're a fan of the Chicago Blackhawks, so take us inside the GM's room for this Blackhawks team. This is an exciting time for pretty much every single team as you approach the deadline. If you're a team that's competing, you're going to be going out and looking to acquire players that can help you for some type of playoff run or a playoff push, whatever it may be. Gives you some optimistic outlook from that standpoint. If you're a team that's kind of waving the white flag and saying, hey, this isn't our year, or if you're a team that's on the bottom end looking to maybe go forward in the NHL draft or in the draft lottery and try to get that opportunity to go out and get your Macklin Celebrinis. This is your opportunity to give away players and retain picks and retain assets and prospects moving forward. So 
you're a Blackhawks fan, but let's say you're in this Blackhawks room. What is it that you're looking for this this trade deadline that's going to send you in the right direction? What are the moves that you're going to be making? How are you approaching this deadline that's going to be giving the fans optimism and putting you on the right path here to turn this organization around and bring you back to the greatness that you saw when you had guys like Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane running that running the city? Yeah, well, this team's got a lot of draft picks, right? So so if you're replacing Kyle from Chicago with me, Alex B. from Chicago, things <laughs> I would do would be, obviously, maybe try to move around some of those lower-level draft picks, see if I can you know, either try to maybe move up. And that's something that would be more of a draft day kind of a deal. But for, as far as the deadline goes, just kind of looking at, at, at Cat Friendly, looking at some pieces that can be moved. There's quite a few uh, UFAs and RFAs that will be expiring at the end of the year, most notably being Tyler Johnson. Uh, who is a $5 million cap hit. He's going to be a little bit trickier to move with certain teams, but this is a guy who obviously has tons of, of playoff experience, won two cups with Tampa Bay, uh, really shows up more in the playoffs, in my opinion, than he does in the regular season. Uh, and I think he can be a really good clutch asset for a team looking to add a, a centerpiece, looking to add a, a depth piece to, to their lineup. So he's someone I would be looking to move. And Philip Kurashev, you know, who has another year left, you know, the, uh, a solid guy, who can give you some goals. He's, you know, a sneaky scorer. He's not one of the the just uh, smoothest uh, guys out there. But I think if you put him alongside some quality pieces, he kind of adapts to his surroundings. He's a guy I could see fitting well with a team like a Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh desperately needing some offense. You put him around a, a, a Crosby or a Brian Russ, I think his game could elevate another level. So those are two guys I would be looking to move. The third guy you mentioned in that would be Anthony Bavillier, uh, another guy who was kind of brought in to give some uh, some – kind of keep the Hawks away from the cap floor. And when Taylor Hall got injured, he hasn't really done too much. Four goals and 10 assists on the season. But I think, once again, he's another veteran piece that could help out a team that just needs a little push to help. He's not going to be a guy that completely moves the needle for a, a playoff contender. And I think definitely think he's the guy who can help bring some, uh, at least a quality asset back. And, of course, it goes without saying, I don't know if any team would take him. He certainly wouldn't help anybody for the playoffs. But if we could find a way to move Arvid Soderblom, then that would just be fantastic <laughs> for the future moving forward. He's still got a year left on his, on his contract, which is just no alex this mind. is not a this is not a future thing you're you're looking for your own your own mental health and happiness right now with that move <laughs> if i could trade him right now i would <laughs> yeah yeah exactly exactly all right fair enough uh all right well there you go a little bit of breakdown of the chicago blackhawks and what might be going on there what alex might be looking for them to do ahead of this trade deadline or at this trade deadline this year now so money People can talk about this being a dark time for the Canucks here. Four straight losses. You see the Bruins catch up there. Now they're tied at the top, 80 points each. But we're not going to go down that route, all right? You look over into the West. The Canucks are still in first place in the West. They're still in first place in the Pacific. They've got a 10-point lead over the next closest team. These are the positives that we've got to be looking at. But on top of that, something you had talked about. Over the last little while, adversity. We need some adversity. You need some regression now so that it doesn't hit in the playoffs. Let's spin this positively. Is this the right amount of regression? Is this what you were looking for? Is this how it is? Uh, is this team learning? And uh, how are they going to use this to benefit them moving forward as you approach the playoffs and then into the playoffs? So I'm not even spinning this when I say that this is a good thing, right? I... I genuinely believe that what's happening right now is very good, right? So like 
you can talk about regression coming in the playoffs and like obviously that'd be devastating but can you imagine the regression happening after the trade deadline right so like you've been coasting right up to the trade deadline you feel that nothing is wrong we're good we have all the pieces and you don't do anything at the trade deadline right like and then and then the regression comes and now what are you supposed to do right so um so this is a very good thing right now it makes it even better that vegas is losing right so like the canucks have lost four straight games but they still have a double digit lead in their division if boston wants to go out and win the president's trophy go ahead florida dallas rangers go win the president's trophy i don't give a shit i only care about the division right it's very very important this year for the canucks to win that division right and the other thing that this kind of bit of a slide has shown us is that what what we've been talking about the last few weeks in the sense of like yes the losses are going to start coming and it's because of these reasons we are seeing those reasons play out in those losses so specifically right um we still need a top 6 forward right it's either going to happen internally with someone like Baines possibly right or they need to go out and get a top 6 forward and where i'm very hopeful and where my positivity comes in is that if i can sit here saying that we still need a top 6 you sure as hell believe that rutherford and alvin see that as well right and and they've shown obviously that they're not shy to go and make the moves and go make it happen right so if we can see we need a top 6 they can too right there's some injuries on 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 defense even with the guys back i would still like to see some depth right um and it's not so much um just in terms of like back end guys but again i go back to a guy like tanev right like at this point like i know calgary wants a first rounder um we don't know what's going to happen right like there might be a team like around the trade deadline that's very desperate and they're going to give them the first rounder so and if that happens and like then like then like all the power to them right but yeah we see that right now this adversity has shown us that the 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 needs that we have are still there they still need to be addressed and while that's going on the teams behind us are not able to catch us so it's actually a perfect scenario right now um the canucks can go lose out the rest of their games i don't care as long as they win the division all right well you there that. you go some canucks talk uh, heading into the trade deadline here heading down the stretch into the playoffs it is a good thing that there is this uh, adversity going on with the canucks i i think that that's a a good thing to close us out I'll give you guys a little Leafs perspective. I know Moretto's going to be shaking his fist saying this team uh small sample size, you can't get overly excited. I agree. You can't be getting overly excited about what this Leafs team is doing right now. This is only a 6 game stretch. There's one thing I'm going to say to you guys about what's gone on with this team over the past 6 games. That's basically something I have not seen for 7 years and I did not see for about 45 games or whatever it was 49 games going into this stretch here over the last 6 games and that was this buy in in terms of we're not going to get pushed around we're not going to be scared of these net front scrums we're not going to be scared of corner battles from the entire lineup top to bottom now 
I'm not saying Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander are the first people to jump into those situations. I'm not saying that they're going to go out there and fight. They're not. That would be insane to say that or suggest that that would be the case. They're just not. I don't have that expectation. But I watch Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, and William Nylander go into a scrum and not be the first guy that the camera cuts to as they skate back to the bench while a fight's going on in front of the net. They're standing there at least with the guys and... Maybe I'm overreacting to it uh, as a Leafs fan who just hasn't seen this for seven years, but that's the kind of buy-in that I just haven't seen. And to start to see that now, where it's like that level of trust that your teammate is going to stick up for you as well, your teammate's going to be involved, he's going to have your back, kind of feels like it's giving these guys a little bit more confidence, and there's just more of a team atmosphere than there is of, oh, Matthews will score 60 goals and Marner will get 100 points and Nylander will score 35 40 and then you're good to go and hopefully this works for us in the playoffs because it hasn't and it never will so you need a team game and it kind of feels like we're starting to get to a point where it's like hey maybe there is like a team element here it's only six games it's a small sample size I want to see it continue for a lot longer I'm not talking about winning out the rest of the season and not losing another game for this Leafs team but like play the way that you've been playing and even if you're losing games i think people in toronto will be happy to see that effort and i think it'll pay off in the playoffs so that's kind of where i'm at with this leafs team right now in this stretch that they're on so basically what i'm hearing is that you think it's going to be a leafs canucks final <laughs> the country of canada might not survive if that happens so many <laughs> <laughs> that might that would be uh insanity uh if that went down i, I think I mean, that, that the, would be fun i think that the edgeward chat will be ripped to shreds as well yeah that would <laughs> yeah, be I nice know. <laughs> i know i know um it would be ridiculous especially considering matt russell told us He's not a fan. He's not a fan. And now all of a sudden the Canucks, he's a they're on this heater. He's a fan. <laughs> he's a fan. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and final question here. Charles saying Leafs adding at the deadline. If you ask me and you ask Brad Tree Living, those are very different questions and probably very different ans answers. I think their plan all along was to add at this deadline. I don't know if it'll be massive, but I think that they add. Uh, personally, I don't go crazy at this deadline. I think it's tinker more than it is go go nuts on these trades that they've made in years past but yeah i think that they add that'll do it for today's show uh, add, let's recap yeah sorry sorry one more thing there's a there's a question in the, in the chat right about um if the canucks don't win the division it was ron's question there yeah yeah right. so um this is very interesting because talk it is the is the heavy favorite right now if the canucks win the division then then obviously talk it gets it right. I, I I don't think there's 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 any way around that. But I do believe that there is a path for him um, for him not to get it, and that path would be that if the Canucks don't win the division, and if they go in the tank um, to end the season, right? So like if they finish like third, for example, in the in in the division, yeah. I don't think talk it gets it right. So then um, that that brings up who. Who else would be that? That makes um, if the Flyers make the playoffs, that makes Tortorella alive, right? If um, and uh, Winnipeg too. I don't think Winnipeg is going to sustain where they are right now. But if Winnipeg wins their division and the Canucks don't, then 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 that makes bonus um, have tons of value right now. 
Yeah, if, if you have a target ticket in pocket already, then adding some Tortorella and uh, some some bonus would definitely make sense. But definitely Tortorella, I think, like you said, if something were to happen where uh, the Canucks have some kind of a fumble late in the year, and along with, with the Flyers being able to sustain and make the playoffs, and not just as a wild card either, they make the playoffs in that third spot or even some way find a way to get that home ice in the first round, then that definitely, I think, makes Tortorella the winner of that. So it's kind of a two-horse race, I feel like. But you could bonus as well, especially the adversity he dealt with in the middle of the year, having to leave the team for a bit. And if they come back and win the division, yeah, all both of those guys seem fairly alive, even just to have tickets because, of course, you got three finalists. So right now, Tockett, uh, Bonus, and, and Tortorella seem like the, fi- the, the finalists heading in regardless of who wins. So, yeah, having those in pocket heading into June makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then and then you look at the Flyers' path, right? Like, like they're they're third in their division right now. But you look at the teams around them in terms of the wild card um, as well. Um, we know that the Islanders are flawed. Pittsburgh's flawed. Jersey's flawed. Washington is flawed. Tampa Bay is showing that they can't possibly get to that next step. Detroit, I think Detroit's um, probably in that bunch. I think Detroit's the better team, and that says a lot, right? Uh, because I don't think Detroit is 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 a shoe in for the playoffs, but yet I'm still classifying them as the better team of that bunch. So there is a path here for the Flyers. These guys are coming in hot and heavy here at the very end. Sorry, I was just trying to see if I could find some uh, some odds for these, but you guys are coming in ready to go here at the end of the uh, at the end of the show. So we will answer these questions here. Let's do it. We also do have a super chat here from uh, our friend Poji Jen Stoner. There, thank you for that. Uh, it says for the hot chip challenge. I don't know if you had maybe missed it or what happened, but. It is unavailable here in Canada. So, Money, I don't know if you heard that you cannot <laughs> get it. They took it off the shelves because of people were being severely injured from people were the dying. hot chip. Yeah, uh. people were dying from the hot chip. <laughs> so you literally just can't buy it in Canada. Uh, and at this current moment in time, I don't have the ability to go down to the U.S. and get it. We can't even order it from the U.S. to Canada. They they wouldn't even let me do that. So I can't I'm get sure it, we can figure but we will out. use this. Why yeah, doesn't Kanish drop it for off? A different challenge. Pardon? Why doesn't Kanish just just come drop it off? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that guy will not be anywhere near Toronto. If he will not. Come <laughs> <here>. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll use this towards the another challenge. I have to. I have to own up to losing that bet, and we will find something else to do for. So don't worry. But thank you for the super chat there. Uh, questions here that you guys are firing away at. Um, Brian asking, not saying this is in response to last night's win for the Kraken, but is the best future bet Kraken to make playoffs a good look right <laughs> right now? Mm. Um, currently at about plus 300. Uh, that's what I was just trying to look around and see what other odds I could find out there at some other books. But Kraken to make the playoffs. Um, I mean, Alex, I'll start with you. I know that you've got some Kraken stuff, and you were yeah. uh, one of the predictions that you had going into the season was kind of Kraken heavy. So where are you at on that bet as it stands oh, yeah. right now? I mean, like, see, I'm, I'm standing. I have a Kraken Pacific Division ticket that's pretty much dead, and then I have a, a Western Conference and a Stanley Cup future that are dwindling. So uh, I would obviously love to see them make the playoffs, and, and that is a, a big win for them uh, to get some momentum. And they need to have another run like they did about a month and a half ago where they went on that franchise long winning streak. They can kind of duplicate that, find a way to get through the navigate through the weeds of the Minnesotas and St. Louis's and Nashville's in that wild card race, uh, and find themselves in one of those those final two spots. Uh, I could see that happening. Plus three hundred. I, I 
It wouldn't be the worst bet in the world. They're worst bets to make, obviously, but I, it's something I wouldn't be personally adding because I'm already kind of pot committed to uh, the Kraken from going back at the beginning of the year. Right. I, I do see like a plus 340 out there as well. So make sure to shop yeah, so around. Shop like around you can yeah. get a little bit better prices, but yeah. Um, so money, where are you at with that, with that price, that kind of range and the idea of getting behind the, the Kraken to make the playoffs right now? Yeah, I think it's a good look. You look at, um, you always want to see what, what teams are are around them right now and the kings um i don't know if they're going to address their goaltending right like they, they they are experiencing a little a little bit of a bump but we saw we basically saw the floor that their goaltending can get to and and if we start approaching that that floor again this team cannot generate wins right so um so and 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 we've already seen that so if they're not going to address their goaltending then i'm going to lump them in with the Blues, with Nashville, with Minnesota, with Calgary, right? All those teams are flawed, right? So if you and and Seattle, if they are getting the goaltending now, um, which they kind of seem to be, um, then there's no reason why Seattle doesn't get one of the last two wild cards. And here's the thing: as far as grabbing that that play at at, a, at the best optimal price. You look at their next game tomorrow, they're at home against Minnesota, and then on Monday they're at home against Boston. Now, depending on how you feel they're going to go in those two games, maybe it should dictate when you make this bet. If you think they could maybe lose against Boston and maybe have a, a game go past regulation against Minnesota, wait until Tuesday after that Bruins loss to grab that price because you're probably going to be looking at something that may be closer to 400 if you think they could sweep the next two games, grab that ticket now plus 300 because that price will probably shorten up to about 275, maybe even 250 if they can win those next two games. So I'd say have that kind of uh, mind phrase. Maybe you have a, give yourself a weekend to kind of play it over depending on what you think is going to happen with the next two games to crack. Uh, 340 seems to be the best price that I could find available right now. Uh, that would be, okay. I mean, whatever, I'll just say it. It's not FanDuel. Uh, they might i know we have some friends of the show there who watch so that one might be adjusted so if you're going to look to bet it maybe go quickly uh to that to that sports book uh but uh otherwise that'll do it for today's show i appreciate all the questions that come in there appreciate the suggestions um that that people are sending also by the way i don't know if you guys caught this in the chat here our friend peter panic you see that? You see that? Uh, th uh, yeah, look at that. Got? <laughs> it's Moretto with his predator head on. <laughs> uh, Peter, thank you for designing the shirts. This is also an incredible picture that you've got there. And on top of that, Peter says if Kanish cross crosses the border, you can keep him. Well, Kanish does that over into uh, into Windsor, Ontario, and goes and destroys all of our local pro lines. So. Uh, you can thank him for that if you're a pro-line better in Ontario. That's no secret that he does that. I'm not ruining anything for him there. He's posted videos of him crossing the border and doing that. So uh, that one's out there. But uh, yes, he has made his way over into Canada. We've got three best bets for tonight in three different games, in all three games. So we've got a little bit of action and everything here. You can find these over in the BetStamp app in the Find Better section as Edgework HQ. Three best bets. First and foremost, Sabres Blue Jackets over six and a half minus 116 there half unit on that one then we're going to go to the Jets Blackhawks over five and a half plus 102 full unit there and finally the Wilds Oilers over two first period plus 127 
full unit on that. So shop around, make sure to get the best prices available. Use the BetStamp app to help you find these. Uh, thank you to everyone who tuned in here today. We do appreciate it. As always, appreciate the support. If you're looking for Saturday picks as well, you can head over to the Edgework HQ Twitter account. You see the full list tweeted out uh, there that comes from our creators from Monday through Friday, their best bet for the Saturday slate of NHL games. Make sure to follow us on there. Turn on notifications. Like the video here today. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate all the support to everyone out there. We'll see you guys back here Monday morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern time. Again with myself, Somani, and Alex B. So look forward to seeing you guys then. Alex, Somani, thank you guys for taking the time to do this here today. As always, greatly appreciate it. For everyone in the chat, thank you for the support. Enjoy the games tonight. Good luck on your bets.